Today on the Plexus Blogcast, we want to talk about ways that you can grow your insulation business. So Jared, what are some ways that our lovely audience can grow their insulation business? Yeah, so there's obviously a lot of different stages to consider uh, and sizes. Mm -hmm. So if somebody were to come to me and ask for advice, I would immediately ask them at least three, four, or five questions. How many employees do you have? How many salespeople do you have? How many techs do you have? You you get a feel for their company. But in general, uh, some rules of thumb, I guess, uh, that I've always had is I always tell people, if you want to scale something, you have to create systems. You can't scale anything if you don't have protocols in place. Mm -hmm. I immediately follow that with advice that says, don't make a protocol for protocol's sake. Uh, People constantly kind of make too many rules when there's, you know, if you hire the right people, give them the right amount of autonomy, give them the right amount of direction, you don't need to make as many rules. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to have this fine line between overdoing it and underdoing it. Right, right. It's kind of what I've heard said before. You don't want to make your protocols or rules in your business foolproof or you end up with fools in your business. Yes, that's actually, I've, I've heard that. I loved it when I heard it. I for, I've forgotten it. But that's yeah. a fantastic way of wording it. The, um, the other thing that will happen is uh, that I've learned is people will get bored. You cannot attract smart, intelligent people mm-hmm. if you leave them no agency, no autonomy. Mm-hmm. And if they don't feel like they can make decisions and they're a part of this process, they'll find somewhere where they can be. Right. So you're saying protocols and rules are really important for scaling business because you need those so that people know what they need to do to, and how to do it. Yeah. So people really don't like it when they don't know what they're allowed to do mm-hmm. and then they get in trouble or no, you shouldn't have done it this way. It's like, how was I supposed to know that was the way I was supposed to do it? Mm-hmm. So you have to have enough there for people to feel like they have the right guardrails. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say if somebody makes a mistake that was greater than you, than they should have, mm-hmm. uh, then you let them have, like it's your responsibility to kind of keep people within their own limits. Oh, right. Now they can break the rules and go outside of those limits. But if you haven't placed those limits, mm. then that was on you. Right. As the owner or leader. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I shouldn't put you in a position where you can fail greater than I was willing to allow you to fail. Mm. Um, is a relatively reasonable rule in small business. Right. So what are, how do you specify that to insulation businesses? What does that look like for insulation businesses? So for our customers, and the reason they come to Plexus is we have uh, extremely strong security groups, uh, or I should say flexible security groups. So they can really build out um, the ability for people to be allowed to do things or see things they should be and not, and they can really do that down to a personal level which is very important at these size of companies. Right. And so you don't have a million workers at this level and you just have this one security group. A lot of times, especially with our smaller customers, 15-person company, you might have 15 security groups because each person is so unique for you. Mm. If you have a company of 40, you might have 20. Mm. And that's, uh, you know, that's really important. And so what that does is that's twofold. One, we're using security groups to really hone in what they need to see so that they're more efficient. So if I have a bunch of crap on the screen that I don't need to see, 
and I'm always kind of trying to find the thing I want. It's just, it's eye distractions. It's squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. What's this? Mm-hmm. But they never, they couldn't even click on that. Once they go there, there's nothing to see. So we remove those with security groups okay. and we really keep it efficient that way. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then at the same time, you're of course setting up your guardrails. Right. So they're, yeah, the limitations are clearly there, but they're efficient because they have the information they need when they need it. Yep. Because absolutely. it's security groups in essence is, okay, these type of people need this type of information and you can specify that within the software. Exactly. So that's a real big reason why Plexus customers will um, value our software, I guess, when you when, when opposing us to competitors. It's mm-hmm. something that's unique. I'm trying to think here. Additional things people use for uh, scaling with Plexus. Um, we, we oftentimes use workflows, um, so we define them and, and then we automate them as much as possible. And again, this is just so, uh, a great example of this would be something like a day of notification. Mm-hmm. So we can set inside our status flags, like, Hey, this is scheduled. And then we can, we have a little checkbox and a rule that says, Hey, day of mm-hmm. automatically move me from scheduled to scheduled and notified. And then that can immediately that day kick out an email letting people know like, hey, we're on our way to do a job at your house. Oh, okay. And nice. so this is just an automated process now rather than, of course, you know, which having you, a person manually do this or remember to do it. customer service. Mm-hmm. Which you can improve your reviews and how people find out about you and referrals, yep. which also can help you grow your business. Yeah, you can generate a survey that kicks out at the end of every job. When a job mm-hmm. goes into, I've never actually considered doing that, but it goes into close. Customer gets a how did we do response, you know, mm-hmm. that they could reply back to the um, right. project manager on. Which is really valuable data. Yep. To know how, what, if your customers are happy or not. And you need results. to automate this valuable data if this mm-hmm. is valuable for you to get. But if you don't review it and you don't use it, get rid of it. Right. Because it's just taking up space. Don't keep stats for, for to keep stats. You know, mm-hmm. like that's uh, accounting is the same way. I always say, uh, you know, you don't, don't make it more, if you're not going to review and need these level of detail, then you're being too detailed. Mm. It's going to slow you down. And so these are advices on kind of multiple areas of business that I give right. installation companies for scaling and growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and almost always it has to do with like eliminating unnecessary work and then making the necessary and important work easier. Right. So people can do it quicker, more efficiently, and therefore can do more of it. Yes. Which is how you make money. Yeah. So the other thing for scaling your company, um, not getting too far into it, but ultimately you you need to focus on your employees and reduce turnover. Mm. Um, that's probably the number one way to slow you down. Mm. So if uh, I personally have a feeling that more and more companies will almost adopt technology for no other reason than to appease the young people. Mm. Um, so I, I've seen a little bit of that, even an in interest in Plexus. Mm. Uh, the owner's not necessarily wanting to do it, but their young crowd does. And so they better get on with the show or, or be left behind. Right. Um, but ultimately just kind of understanding your employees and giving them clear defined rules and guidelines and opportunity mm-hmm. is how you attract people. So forget right. technology. It's just how you do it. And that's going to be really important uh, going forward as, as the economy has recently constricted more and more and it's gotten more competitive to, mm-hmm. to get a good employee. Right. That's true. Another thing I think of is actually going back to our previous 
blogcast is thinking about faster insulation quotes because quotes are the lifeblood of an insulation business, right? It's a numbers game usually. You do this many quotes, you land this, you know, this percentage of those quotes as, as jobs. And that's, and the, so therefore, usually the more quotes you do, if, if the numbers hold, then you're going to make, you're going to get more jobs and make more money. Yeah, you'd like to be as formulaic as possible. And so um, kind of what you're alluding to, if you're familiar or not with the terms lead and lag measures, you know, I always call those lead measures. Mm-hmm. And so uh, a lag measure is when, if I go look at my profit loss statement and see how I did last month, that's great and all, but mm-hmm. it's too late. That's already, that's, it's over. Right. Whereas a lead measure is more looking into the future. So I would look at it and say, all right, so I want to create a formula that's predicting growth and scaling. Right. So if I was an insulation company, I would say, okay, so let's just pretend I'm trying to build relationships with developers. Mm-hmm. So I would then say, okay, for every five developers I go to lunch with, I develop a relationship with one. Right. Or for every 20, maybe it's 100. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And so a great lead measure then is you know if you develop a relationship that each relationship will produce X amount of opportunity for quotes and then that system starts to feed itself. Mm-hmm. So if you're really concerned about scaling your company and you need relationships with developers and that's just what you know you need, then you should be more concerned actually with the amount of developers you meet with right. than anything else. Mm-hmm. As long as you have systems and protocols for those to go. And you need to just make sure like, okay, I want X amount of growth in my business. I need to have one developer meeting every week for lunch. And maybe you do one maintaining of a relationship because you also want to close your back door. Right. And that's just the way you grow your business. So right. same thing with cold calls. Yeah. yeah. On a cold call. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call 10 a day. That's right. going to produce X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So yeah, really thinking through your numbers and being able to know your numbers so that you can know what that is and be able to go after those things of, Hey, we need our sales guys to do this many quotes this month because we want to hit this sales target. Yep, yep exactly. Because mm-hmm. you're going to know that if you don't do those, like there's just nothing else. It's new revenue mm-hmm. is key. It sounds so naive and simple. Right. A new revenue is the lifeblood of your company. It's like, well, of course it is. Yes. But actually, if you've taken a few punches and been around the block, you start to realize like it's naive for somebody who doesn't know what they're doing or talking about or they think it's easy you know they're just saying it Mm -hmm. but once you get out there in the real world you learn like this is key right it always is key and it will always be the main source of a company scaling yeah yeah it's that that new revenue solves a lot of problems so yeah and if you want to know more about faster quoting check out our previous blogcast and thank you jared for being here on this one and having a good conversation on how to grow insulation companies and If you liked it, please follow us on LinkedIn, on Facebook, or uh, subscribe to our channel on YouTube. And we'll catch you guys next time on the Plexus Blogcast. Thanks, man.